Fire Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a sensitive soul and would like to be part of our community, uh, you can actually get our Sensitive Soul Guide, and that will also lead you to our community space called the Light Medicine Community. So the Sensitive Soul Guide, you can get that as a free download at sensitivesoulguide.com, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And then our Light Medicine community, uh, there is a link through there that you can uh, come into the community. We'd love to see you there. We do mini healings. In fact, there is a mini healing uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, first Tuesday of every month. And today is the first Monday of every month, and I have the pleasure with me to invite Dr. Dennis Lobstein, who is uh, a, uh, just an amazing colleague of mine, um, an expert in Asian medicine and exercise physiology. So Dr. Dennis has been with us for over 10 years helping LifeWave phototherapy customers and brand partners from around the world answer their questions, uh, give them a little bit more sophisticated knowledge about acupuncture points and things like that in case they want to use more complex or advanced protocols uh, to use the phototherapy patches, different points, different uh, intentions, different results. Um, So, 85% 85% of uh, the results you can get really, really awesome just from using the LifeWave Phototherapy brochures. Uh, and then, you know, we're doing a little bit more fancy stuff today. So if you are brand new, um, please just keep in mind that what we're going to talk about is a little bit more advanced. And it's all good. And uh, we, I learn, and I'm an acupuncturist, so I learn from Dr. Dennis uh, every month as well. So we are very lucky. Uh, and... Um, uh, we all already have some uh, folks with their hands up. I love that. That's super awesome. We also have a couple of spots where people can ask uh, questions. We usually take those first. Um, so we have the Light Medicine community. There's a special calendar and comments there, and as well the Facebook event, uh, some discussion, and we look at those uh, comments and questions first, and then we'll get to our phones and our chat. Uh, Dr. Dennis, can you hear me all right? I can. Hi, Dr. Karen. Hi, everybody. Hey, hey, happy April. Happy April. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, springtime. The junipers are having sex again. Oh, boy. You love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to wear glutathione patches to lower inflammation. Yes, yes. So um, I thought, Dr. Dennis, you know, you could talk a little bit about, before we get into our questions, uh, if you wouldn't mind, around this whole topic of change of season. We notice that sometimes, uh, whether it be, you know, uh, you know, in Australia, where, where they're coming to winter, or North America, where we're coming to spring, uh, what, why is it that sometimes people seem to get sick or have sick symptoms during the change of season, and what can we do about it? Well, the the uh, <clears throat> there's a challenge to immunity, and the uh, the cha- abrupt changes in cold or or uh, in temperature, like from cold to hot and hot to cold again, and and this happens even in Phoenix when you're going in and out of buildings with uh, air conditioning and then into 120 degree heat outside. Uh, there are abrupt changes, and and that's stressful to the body, and the challenge is immunity. Uh, okay, but but why during the season though? Like because there's air conditioning, you know. I mean, for most of the summer in Hong Kong, <laughs> wherever you go, there's air conditioning. So 
Um, why right. more susceptibility with the change of season? Well, <clears throat> with change of season, you have a change in the length of daylight, and uh, you have um, longer days during the summer, and you just got the changes in your your timing of your biorhythms, and uh, that that is stressful and challenging. And um, there's also a lot of stress going on in the world. I know you want me to address the seasons, but you superimpose the stress going on in the rest of the world on top of that, and it's a big challenge. And then the juniper, if you're living in Arizona or someplace where there are forests, you've got pollen floating around too this time of year, and, and that's a challenge. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit congested from that. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, you talked about the biorhythms, uh, and it seems like uh, like when the elements change, well, uh, let me let me go get backwards. So maybe you can <laughs> share with us, like, is there, like, what's the elemental journey with the seasons, generally speaking? Okay. Well, yeah, if you look at your five-element turtle or chart that we've talked about before, where you have fire at the head, and then you go around the uh, five-element circle. You have um, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. Uh, the um, w- During the, um, the change of season from winter, where we're in water, you transition into spring, which is wood, and uh, that's a time of growth. And um, each each phase or element has its own characteristic as far as emotions go and and hormonal changes and the way the body actually functions internally. So um, with with uh, springtime and starting of summer, which would be fire, you have uh, a transition between water and fire, and that's wood. So we have spring, and wood involves growth, busting through. Uh, the emotions of that are, are anger, and, and um, a- anger could be a good thing, too, because that involves busting through things that are blocking you. So anger is a double-edged sword. It could be good in that respect and bad in others. And when you get angry, you release stress hormones and You've got uh, glucocorticosteroids being released, and and uh, that uh, suppresses white blood cell activity, and there are changes like that going on. Okay. Okay, and then um, and then spring. You said we go to summer, and that's the fire element. Um, right. Wh- where where's Earth? Earth is on the other side of fire. That's like uh, early. Uh, that's kind of neutral. But then getting okay. into early fall, and okay. uh, then um, late late fall is uh, <clears throat> metal, mm-hmm. and and that's when things start settling down and getting more calm, and uh, there's not so much energy, and and then you get into winter again, which is uh, relative to summer. Winter is a time of rest and calm and cold, and yeah. 
So winter's yin and summer is yang, and then you have transitions like the spring, which is a transition between yin and yang as wood starts emerging and things are growing. And that's not just in the forest. That's also in the body. You have changes. And I, okay. I gave an example of that. Yeah. Um, so summer is a time of activity and and warmth and lots of yang. And winter is a time of yin and rest and pulling in and just enjoying the fireplace inside. And uh, okay. shorter days. And and so all all those transitions involve physiological changes in the body. <clears throat> that may be why so, in the winter, mind you, it's cold out, but in the winter, I, it's, if I go skating, I, I want to go skating earlier in the day, and then at night I just want to sit in front of the fire <laughs> instead yeah. of going out to skate uh, where where that's when the ice time is. So, And then summer doesn't bother me as much to, to be out later and to do stuff. Yeah, because you want more yin um, to, to be congruent with what's happening in the climate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if people get colds or, or cold symptoms when the change of season, uh, you talked about the five elements um, uh, uh, previously, and we'll, we'll probably uh, review that in a future, um, you know, future show. So uh, yeah. what? Uh, so so is there something you know um, that you would suggest specifically about? If someone is susceptible for getting sick during the change of season, to go ahead and do the five element rotation for a number of days or weeks. Sure. Yeah, it never hurts to do five element rotation because you're balancing all the meridians or the energy in them, and uh, that's always good for the body to uh, maintain balance. And <clears throat> that that's uh, referred to in physiology as homeostasis. So. Okay. Um, your stress or challenges to homeostasis, um, imbalance things, and the patches can increase our biocoherence and uh, help us balance things. Okay. All right. Love it. Cool. For example, uh, the, the, like I mentioned at the, when we first started, uh, using glutathione, uh, when the junipers are having sex, that means a lot of pollen is in the air, and uh, that simulates having a viral infection and and you start getting an inflammation from that and uh, our YH patches lower inflammation. Uh-huh. So that's why glutathione is helpful. Okay, now why would you pick glutathione versus something else? It's a body's master antioxidant and uh, I like to wear glutathione on CV22, which is the throat chakra. And Eon um, would help, too. That has antioxidant properties, and so does carnosine. Yes. And, and all the patches increases biocoherence. So uh-huh. you, you can't lose regardless of which patch you choose. Okay, great. Got it. Uh, by the way, guys, for the new folks that are tuning in, if you hear typing in the background, that's me. <laughs> so I'm typing some notes out, and um, my wonderful assistant, Tasha, is going to be putting that on the blog on our uh, uh, website, which is patchtrainingteam.com, all one word, tra- patchtrainingteam.com. And then usually within 24, 48 hours, she has it all gussied up and uh, put in the um, 
put in the blog so that when you read it, when if you, you, we answer your question, I'll put your first name in there, your question, and you'll be able to find it easily. And then I take notes with whatever you know wisdom Dr. Dennis shares with us. I take notes. You don't have to necessarily furiously you know write all the notes. I, I type really fast, so I'll be doing that in the background. And Dr. Dennis, can you just uh, share a little bit about your Healthwise Clinic before we go further and how people can um, or, or what you do on there because they can access it through our blog article as well. Sure. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. Um, my sister, who's a nurse, and I have uh, what's called Healthwise Clinic once a month, and we talk about energy medicine from the perspective of Asian medicine, and we have a lot of LifeWave distributors from all over the world that tune in and, and listen in, <clears throat> just like they do to Dr. Karen's show here, and uh, they want to learn more about how the in-depth details about how to use the patches on acupuncture points. And so uh, we discussed that in addition to other aspects of energy medicine. And um, we've been doing that for about 13 years now. Uh, we started hands-on in L.A. for 10 years. And then, um, then when um, we moved to Arizona, we, we were briefly hands-on here, but then COVID hit and buildings got shut down, so we moved it online, and so now we're strictly online. Ah, okay, got it. Yes, so we have all that information right on our blog, and you can look at the past blog articles as well in case you're in a big hurry to uh, connect with Dr. Dennis and uh, Heidi, uh, who's been doing this out of the goodness of their heart and so generous uh, in helping people from around the world, and, and we really appreciate uh, the work that both of you do to help people. And, of course, it goes beyond just phototherapy. Um, so if people are interested in, in, you know, other energetics, and, and uh, Dr. Dennis is a matrix energetics practitioner, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of experience there, a lot of wisdom there. Um, so thank you for offering that to our listeners. Sure. Dennis. Yeah, and Heidi, okay. Heidi's been with LifeWave since 2005. That's um, yeah, less me. than a year after yeah. the company started. Um, yep, yep. I, I think I, when did I join? I forgot. I, I was at a conference and uh, another um, healthcare practitioner, chiropractor introduced it uh, to me and, and I wasn't, I, I'd love to say I was all over it, but I wasn't because <laughs> I was, you know, recovering from my own illness at that time and just really skeptical. And But I didn't want to do the drugs because it didn't really help me. So I wanted something else, and I was looking into sound therapy, which is there, and he was there too, and so he introduced me to there. So I, I actually didn't even realize that the company just launched, like, you know, half a year ago or whatever from the time that I was uh, introduced to it. So now you and I have been in it for a number of years, so it's, it's huge, yeah. huge. And I, um, and I was long. going to acupuncture school at the time to mm. study Asian medicine for about four years, and... And Heidi wow. introduced me to the patches, and I put them up on the shelf for years. And I oh, said, you know, as soon as I get, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I get done with school, I'm going to look at how these work. And then uh, I finally pulled them off the shelf after I graduated because I figured I had time to mess with them. And going, oh man, I should have looked at this sooner. This stuff is totally <laughs> congruent with with Asian medicine, and put them on the acupuncture points I just got done learning about, and. And uh, I could use them according to energetic patterns and an intention with uh, synergistic effects of different of the patches on different acupuncture points and the the 
energetics of the acupuncture points were congruent with the patches. So I I learned yeah, over the years how creativity. to you know, with, yeah, exactly. with what you've right. done. And uh, I, I think it's brilliant. That's the nice thing about having that, um, you know, baseline knowledge about how energy works is that uh, you, you really know that there's a more higher level sophisticated way to use it uh, above and beyond the amazingness of the patches themselves. So, yep. So totally Yeah, cool. so I finally, finally joined the company in 2008. Okay, okay. Okay. Okay, let's uh, do some questions, Dr. Dennis. Are you ready for questions? Sure. Okay, all right. Let's see. I'm trying to reword this question so we are in compliance here. By the way, if you are asking questions um, in the chat or uh, you've got your hand raised, um, first of all, we're going to do the, the questions that are written in the events um, posts. Uh, and if you're on the mailing list at patchchainteam.com, um, you'll actually have that chance to do that ahead of time so you get to the front of the queue. Uh, and and uh, please ask questions related to what symptoms they're going through, what are the patterns, what are you supporting, what organs, whatever it is, as opposed to the disease name, because LifeWave does not claim to cure, treat, prevent, uh, mitigate any medical condition. We want to stay squarely in the wellness category with the Food and Drug Administration. We do not want to be treated like a drug. Uh, so it's important to use your language appropriately. And if it's, um, you know, if you, you don't give us any symptoms, then I'm sorry we're not going to be able to um, a, uh, answer your question. Okay, so the first question is from Rita. So um, she asked, which patch or patches support healing of the gut? Uh, she's having problems with um, uh, food allergies. Uh, she says maybe a histamine response related to drinking coffee, wine, fermented foods. And she also asks, uh, is that a liver weakness issue? Um, and uh, she also, let's see, an inflammation around the eyelids. I'm not really sure uh, exactly what she means by that, but maybe swelling, I'm thinking. Because um, inflammation around the eyelids to me is red and goopy, and she may or may not mean that. So, so we'll say um, uh, red and itchy <laughs> around the eyelids. Okay, so um, that's what I, I'll just put inflammation here too: red inflammation and itchy around the eyelids. All right, so let's start with uh, the first part about um, how can patch support healing of the gut and possibly tolerating um, foods um, such as, you know, drinking coffee, wine, and fermented foods? Well, when you say fermented, that suggests probiotics. And, uh, like, um, yes, kombucha, um, uh, um, kimchi, um, kefir, like kefir, yeah, yep. Kefir. Right, and and those things are are healthy, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So uh, if um, oh, if there are toxins in the gut that can cause inflammation and and create blockages to absorbing nutrients and also for getting rid of waste. So um, the probiotics and the the good fermentation take up the niche of bad bacteria that cause harm. And um, most fermentation, therefore, should be pretty good. 
So I'm not sure exactly what the problem is with that. Okay. Um, well, I had some personal uh, issues with that previously, so maybe I can speak to that a little bit, Dr. Dennis. Um, so sure, I kind of went a little crazy on the kombucha once I discovered it. <laughs> um, because <laughs> it tasted so good. My friend's kombucha was so good. Um, well, I, I, I was thinking like, oh, you de- yeah, I, I do now. Um, I have noticed uh, – now, this is anecdotal, guys, okay? So, I, But I am a medical doctor as well, so I'm just giving you my perspective. May or may not be true for you, but just giving my perspective. Um, so the, I think I overdrank the kombucha. Now, yes, they, we put tons of sugar in it for the little guys to eat, right? For their, you know, their uh, their um, uh, nutrition. Uh, as you ferment the kombucha, it gets more and more vinegary, right? As they use up the sugar, yeah. uh, and the, and right. there's more fem- fermentation. Now there's there can be gas, um, uh, you know, created by that. that it, it, it's bubbly. Um, and what I did, which was an error the first time I did it, was I drank, like, I loved it so much because it was slightly sugary. Um, I drank, like, 8 to 12 ounces a day for five days and gained five pounds. <laughs> and then when I when I tuned into Source, I'm like, okay, 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 what's going on? This is be good for me. Like, what's going on? And Source said, too damp for me, personally. So I thought that was super interesting. Um, yes, it does have sugar, but it's possible for certain body types who are, have a tendency to damp that maybe they may not tolerate it as much. And what else are you doing on the rest of your life? Like, for example, if someone's got an overgrowth of, say, candida or some other organism, the fermented foods could potentially kill them off, and then you get all this bloating and all this debris from the killed-off bacteria or mold or fungus or whatever you have in the belly, so it can temporarily feel not so good. So I would say, you know, definitely go gingerly and slowly uh, on the dose for fermented foods. And it doesn't work for everybody, you know, just because they say it's good for you. It's individualized. And Chinese medicine is very much individualized. So anyway, that's my two cents, Dr. Dennis, on that, Rita. Yeah. um, And as far as patching goes, you can support the um, large intestine by using a the bladder point, the back shoe point for a large intestine, which is bladder 25. So mm-hmm. as some, something as simple as putting energy enhancer patches with the white one on right, tan one on the left, bladder 25, that point is called Da Chang Shu, and it's a back shoe point for the large intestine or the colon. And <clears throat> that can stabilize mm. the energy or the chi in the colon and back two points address the the yin or the uh the substance of the colon so just balancing the energy on on bladder 25 can help if you want to address inflammation you can switch from energy enhancer and use uh say glutathione on the right and even instead of the white energy enhancer and then uh, t- the tan energy enhancer on the left, or carnosine, or um, X39 okay. on on the left, even if you've got okay. um, a carnosine on the right or an eon on the right. 
Great, yeah. So again, fancier uses, guys. So if you're like, whoa, 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 why is it on the wrong side? <laughs> why is that carnosine or X39 on the left? This is uh, more complex uses because glutathione is very, relatively speaking, young or electropositive compared to some of the other patches. So carnosine and yeah. X39 are relatively uh, more electronegative, or at least from you know Dr. Dennis's uh, experiments with them. Um, so you can do that if you either don't have energy enhancer or don't want to use energy enhancer or ice wave. You could use an electropositive or more electropositive patch on the right, which is like glutathione, and then say a carnosine uh, on the left or X39 on the left. And this, I, I like that. I ha- we haven't talked about bladder 25 uh, in a while, so uh, that's a really right. good point. I forget about that one. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Remember that one. And, uh, l- let me explain the logic. I've done this before, but uh, for people that haven't heard it, why use X39 on the left when it's a positive patch? And as Dr. Karen just said, it's relatively more yin, but it, when you use it commonly with X49, the characteristics of X39 are to, to stimulate stem cell proliferation and repair DNA and create more substance or yin. And the characteristics of X49 are to improve stamina and raise energy. So relative to each other, the X49 is more yang and X39 is more yin. So that's why I use X49 on the right, X39 on the left when they're used together. Yes, or or when there's a relatively more more young patch on the right, then you can use the X39 on the left, mm-hmm. which is relatively more young. Yes, I, I really am I'm, I'm enjoying that, uh, Dr. Dennis. Uh, I'll usually match the points, me personally. So, for example, if I'm doing gallbladder 34, you know, because I like to support my tendons and so on and so forth, especially when I'm skating uh, my fascia, um, I'll use X39 oh, yeah, on the left. Yeah, and I learned that from from you, uh, and then for the sinews, and then I'll use the X49 on the right. So that's one of my go-tos lately. Uh, I like to change it up a bit, but um, I really like that. So, uh, by the way, um, Rita's talking about coffee, wine, and fermented foods. That is, you know, considered like histamine-type activating foods potentially, and um, I just finished reading – well, not just – a number of weeks ago, I finished reading the book, uh, uh, You're Not Sick, You're, You're Thirsty, that book. So Rita, in that book, he explains in great detail how dehydration activates the histamine system, and it's trying to conserve water. So if you are not one of these people that drinks a good amount, like at least 64 ounces of pure water a day, uh, plus hopefully enough salt, like literally sodium chloride, like Himalayan crystal salt, um, you would be at risk of having more histaminic type reactions because your cells are not as, you know, hydrated. And then Dr. Dennis talked uh, previously in other shows about how he likes micro-clustered water. Um, He has a machine called a Kanga machine, which can electrolyze the water and make them really micro-clustered so it can get into your cells better. Now, it's not cheap. It's $5,000. And uh, when when our LifeWave, you know, water machine is out. I'm waiting for that one. Um, you know, this, this may be a moot point. Uh, I use something uh, very inexpensive called the Willard water. It doesn't do all the fancy things yeah. the ink machine says, but um, the Willard water does also microcluster the water to get it inside your cells because sometimes toxic debris will actually be like a film 
around your organs and cells, and the water can't get in. So if they're micro-clustered, it is better. So I'll, I'll put the link to, to that. And if you are interested in the Kanga machine, you can go ahead and uh, contact Dr. Dennis uh, or Heidi around uh, that. So just read that book. I'll put that book in here as well. So again, it's called You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. Okay, And it's uh, by um, Dr. Batman Jelich. <laughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but it's pretty close, pretty close. Um, that's a really, really good. Uh, anyone, anytime someone says they have a histamine issue, I'm like, you got to read that book um, because right. I think it's really important stuff that I never learned in medical school. Um, now, do you think that well, uh, is there another? Sorry, go ahead. It's it's really important to have your cells hydrated because uh, well, I used to teach medical physiology and <clears throat> I would tell my students that. Uh, for every 1% increase in intracellular hydration, there's a 10% increase in metabolic efficiency. And uh, the patches work better when you're hydrated inside your cells. So if you can get more water inside your cells, it'll make everything work better, including the patches. And uh, one way to do that, as you mentioned, Dr. Karen, is with the Kangen water or electrolyzed water that microclusters and gets through the um, cell membrane pores better than the large clusters in, in regular tap water. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Because so tap, goes... reg, regular, water, yep. regular water clusters in molecules of about 25 or more molecules together, and that's too big to fit through the cell pores by and large. And the Smaller clusters are like about five molecules, and that fits yeah. so much better. It's like <clears throat> like um, fitting a ping pong ball through a chain link fence versus a basketball. Mm-hmm. Won't fit through a chain link fence very well. Yes, exactly, exactly. So we started um, using the common machine because it makes the patches work better mm-hmm. when you're hydrated. Yep. Yeah. Well, way. you know, according to David, that. They're producing that machine, so I don't know when it's going to go to market, but I'm like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I, I said, can you make it portable? And he kind of paused. I'm like, oh, okay, not really, uh, not yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's about the size of a small microwave oven at the moment, but it's pretty darn fancy, uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to having access uh, to that. Uh, any other points you want to suggest for Rita around that, including any, you know, red inflammation itching around the eyelids or uh, answering the question about would the liver be weak? Is that why she's having some of these issues? Well, <clears throat> the the uh, <clears throat> the eyelids uh, are usually spleen issue. Yeah. So, um if you go to uh, spleen four, that might help address it. Okay. And um, I, I would use both spleen four and and the temple and pericardium six because that's a, a synergistic point with spleen four. So uh, let's see. I'd make uh, let's say three patches. I'd put a negative patch on left spleen four and a positive patch on right pericardium six. And then one of the YH patches um, on the temple, 
on the right temple or <clears throat> when you're sleeping on um, on a mask over the eyes and that should help lower inflammation of the eyelids. Okay. Uh, also, Does she have um, to use one on both sides? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like if, at night, um, you could um, use a carnosine on the left and uh, um, maybe glutathione on the right. Okay. On uh, the temple, yeah. Okay. Or uh, okay. or on the mask. Okay. So that's as far as patches go. But if you've got a a Kangen machine, and that it depends on what's causing the um, inflammation. But um, if you have an infection, <clears throat> like <clears throat> it's pretty common to have mites that uh, like bed bugs that that, that get into the uh, eyes and the hair follicles around the uh, eyelids. And the uh, 2.5 pH Kangen water, which is hypochlorous acid, can get rid of them pretty fast. Just, just okay, like yeah, we, we won't know for sure whether that's her issue, so I'm not going to necessarily uh, prescribe that. You know, we can't really prescribe, so we'd have to look at you. We'd have to look at look at you, Rita, to, mm-hmm. to know. But these are general um, recommendations that may be super helpful. So just to review, um, for the eyelids, we can use spleen 4 on the left, pericardium on the right, and then either carnosine on the right temple or a combination of uh, electronegative on the left and the glutathione on the right temple. Yep. Temples. And, and I, I'm not sure why she was thinking the liver might be involved. Uh, I don't uh, know either. That, <laughs> Somebody might have told her that. The, 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 yeah. The, the liver, as we mentioned earlier, it gets more active in springtime, uh-huh. and it's uh, the major organ in the body that breaks down toxins, and it can get overwhelmed with toxins. So um, if you have an overwhelming of the liver with toxins, you could get liver cheese stagnation, and the liver being overactive can attack the spleen, and you've got therefore wood which is liver attacking earth which is spleen and then if you've got a a wood attacking earth issue that could affect the eyelids energetically mm-hmm. because the uh, the spleen the eyelids are under the the uh, regulation of the spleen chief so she could maybe <laughs> rotate energy enhancer on liver 3 from time to time yeah yeah to, to decrease liver chief stagnation and there's also a a special point that's involved with um, it's relative to liver. It's uh, Weiguan Ziyashu, and that's uh, a point at the level of T8 on the bladder line, uh-huh. and uh, it's right between the diaphragm and the liver point. The back shoe for the liver is bladder 18. And the back shoe for the diaphragm is bladder 17. And Weiguan Ziyashu is right in between at the level of T8 on the bladder, on the, on the inner bladder line. And in the center? Uh, T8's in the center, but 
Wegwan's Yashu's on the bladder line in between bladder 17 and bladder 18 at the level of T8. Which is okay, how do you spell Wegwan Yashu? <laughs> uh, sure, W-E-I-G-U-A-N-X-I-A-S-H-U. X-I-A-S-H-U. Is that Yashu all one word or two words? All one word, Wegwan's Yashu. The shoe refers to its being part of the back shoe. And okay. way is way is stomach and, and guan is gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So Okay, uh, that's a new one for me. I didn't know that one. Okay. That, so that helps, helps with, with the whole stomach, livery. The liver stomach area, yeah. And uh it's also indicated for excess blood sugar. And uh, you mentioned sugar involved with fermentation. If you're, you don't have the sugar completely fermented, you're getting too much sugar, um, and you might knock your uh, blood sugar out of balance. And Wegwan's mm-hmm. Yashu is a good point for that. Okay, great. We got to move on. Uh, thank you so much. Um, sure. What uh, Sarah says, Sarah Grace says, are there patches? I can't use the diagnosis, Sarah. So are there patches that would support uh, normal or balanced blood pressure? Oh, the most simple approach for that is to put energy enhancer patches on stomach 36, light one on the right, tan one on the left. There are other things you can do, too. Uh, Depends what's causing the high blood pressure. If you look at the energetics of it, uh, liver chi stagnation often causes high blood pressure. When liver chi gets stagnant, you have a condition called liver yang rising, and that will rise up into the head and often cause headaches and high blood pressure. And uh, there, again, you get the mechanism of uh, liver attacking spleen. Spleen is responsible for keeping blood in the vessels. Liver is responsible for regulating where the blood goes energetically. So if you have an issue where liver is attacking spleen, you're not getting the proper regulation of where the blood flow goes. And if uh, that's happening, you translate that into Western physiology, then you have a uh, shunting of the blood from the outer shell to the inner core of the body because your peripheral arterioles constrict and that will raise blood pressure. So what I just described from Asian medicine is really what's behind that constriction energetically and that will raise blood pressure. So how do you relieve it? Uh, As Dr. Karen mentioned before, liver three is a good point for relieving liver cheese stagnation. So that can help lower it too. Okay, so so I'll put energy enhancers on liver three. Yeah, and you can play with that too. When you're using liver three, you can play with uh, X39 on the left, X49 on right, liver three. Or if you want to get even more fancy, you can put X39 on left liver three 
and X49 on a gallbladder point, like gallbladder 41, because that's the master point for the belt channel, and the belt channel regulates the chi going up and down the other meridians through the body. So that will help balance chi in the whole body. Excellent. Uh, I did want to mention to Sarah, similar to what I said to Rita, um, is that uh, interestingly enough, dehydration causes uh, aldosterone and all these other hormones and things to histamine, all these corrections to be made to try to conserve water, and you actually get hypertension or high blood pressure potentially. Uh, if you're dehydrated, um, again, read the book, uh, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. Uh, the other interesting thing as well uh, is that the other book I'm reading right now, but halfway through it, um, is called The Salt Fix by Dr. James D. Nicole Antonio. And uh, in here, he talks about all the, you know, this, uh, the um, data and everything related to salt. Uh, and if somebody is on a low-salt diet, shockingly, uh, that can actually cause a lot of harm. Uh, and some people will have blood pressure issues for not enough salt. And, and then the whole, you know, salt, um, just not, uh, you know, people recommending low-salt diets, it's actually there's very little, very poor data uh, to prove that that's actually helpful. And there's a lot of data proving that it is harmful. So go ahead and read that book. Uh, show it to your doctor. And if you are on low-salt diet, Sarah, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, reconsider. Uh, I can't prescribe to you because I haven't done your history and physical and all that kind of stuff. But it's very rare that just, you know, lowering their salt is going to help anybody. Like it may help by like one or two points on the blood pressure, which is nothing, right, not helpful at all. Uh, and a lot of harm can come to that if you don't have enough salt. So uh, read the book, uh, have your doc- you know, give a copy to your doctor and, and uh, you know, see what she has to say about that. Um, but definitely check out that book. I'll put that link in the notes. Um, and then I, I was going to mention Dr. Dennis uh, as well. You yeah. talked about X39, X49. We do know that X49 does help with the the, the lining of the, the blood vessels and supporting the cardiovascular system, of course, Blood pressure has to do with cardiovascular. The X39 also helpful to support the cardiovascular system based on the studies done by LifeWave. Uh, so those are really good to, to do on a regular basis. Um, and then uh, I was going to mention that the Eon patch uh, does help to balance the autonomic nervous system, which actually helps to control how tight and constricted the vessels are. So if, if there is, if it's not dehydration, if it's a regulation issue of the, the, the nervous system, then it may be really, really helpful uh, to have the Eon on board as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, and the, there, there's um, something called ANF, atrial natritic peptide, that will uh, lower blood pressure too and and I'm guessing the the X49 affects the atrial natritic peptide. <clears throat> um, one of my PhD students years ago did some research on how exercise affects the atrial natritic peptide and found that um, regular exercise lowers it as well as blood pressure. Uh-huh. Even though at the time you're exercising, your blood pressure goes up. But then um, the atrial natritic peptide, which regulates... Um, Sodium in the kidneys will uh, help lower blood pressure. So uh, I am going out on a limb here, just guessing because I don't have 
research on the X49's effect on atrial natritic peptide that I know of yet. But um, but the research my uh, doctoral student did years ago shows that uh, exercise affects the atrial natritic peptide, and that will lower blood pressure. Yes, nice. Okay, I did, I did want to mention that as well. So exercise can improve. Okay. There's a lot of other things I never heard of that they talked about in the book. I was like, what? What kind of hormone is that? Like, you know, ones that I never heard of. Um, so I think that's interesting how we're still discovering things about the heart, discovering things about the body. Uh, it's not the be-all and end-all of, you know, usually medical uh, information takes about 40 to 50 years to translate into medical school, which I know is very sad, but <laughs> this is what it is. So the things we're recommending now and teaching medical students is 50 years old, and um, a lot of it's inaccurate, unfortunately. Um, well, Big Pharma loves it to be slow because it's <laughs> Yes, okay. Okay, so let's, all right, so that is that one. Let's go to our next one here. Okay, I'll just put here, answered on the call. Okay, great. And I'm just going to close comments on this because we are done here. Let me go to the other one. Oh, we can't close comments. Okay, so I can just... And by the way, uh, Dr. Karen mentioned um, salt, and uh, what the doctors are afraid of is the sodium chloride salt, your white table salt. And that's what they're focused on, but they often don't think about how mineral salt, like pink Himalayan rock salt, is good mm-hmm. for you. You need the right. electrolytes. And uh, yep. we, we found years ago that when you boost your electrolytes, it enhances the efficacy of the patches. So Absolutely. The, pink salt, the mineral salt is good for you, but not the poison white salt. Or yes, if you're going to do salt, definitely do the good stuff. It's worth yeah. it. Yep, Right. absolutely. Okay, so our next question is from Sue. Um, okay, so um, she was wondering about a patch protocol for an injured uh, left gluteal muscle that's causing left back pain. Um, and um, there's a tendon issue. Um, and it seems to have resulted from an operation. She can't really walk any distance because of the weakness on the left side. Um, she's been doing some light leg exercises, but walking is the biggest issue. Okay, so tendon issues. Okay, so gluteal muscle is the buttocks, butt muscles. You've got uh, several sets of butt muscles there. And... Um, Tendon issues uh, have a master point for the sinews, which Dr. Karen mentioned earlier, the um, gallbladder 34, which is on the um, outside of the knee on the lateral side between the the proximal and or the, the near end of the tibia and the fibula. So there's a space in between those two bones, the fibula and the tibia, <coughs> called gallbladder 34, that's a master point for the sinews. So we could include both gallbladder 34 on both sides. Uh-huh. 
uh, make a nice triangle base out of gallbladder 34 and then go up to, say, the life gate, which is um, uh, GV4 right below lumbar vertebra 2. And and that can be the apex of the triangle. So um, if we're just wanting to break through blockages, we could use ice wave patches on gallbladder 34 with one of the um, uh, YH patches up on the life gate, like Eon or Glutathione. Uh, or you can get fancy and you can put um, the... X39 on the left and the X49 on the right, gallbladder 34 on either side of the knee with the Eon on the life gate. And that makes a nice triangle that encompasses the buttocks and addresses the sinews issues. Okay, nice. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Awesome. Let's go to our next question. Okay, so Sue, I've got that down for you. Um, I'll just put here answered. Okay, great. And let me just do, 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 do. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, Sue's got another one. Uh, feeling fullness tingling under the feet and fingers. It's not related to diabetes, but losing balance. His feet are painful, and that person finds walking difficult. Okay. Okay, so Sue, here's your other one. I'm going to write that down. Do, 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 do. Okay. Painful nerve tingling under the feet and fingers. Oftentimes we just hear about it on the feet, but it's the fingers as well. Sounds like it could be a circulation issue, a blood flow, or a neurological or a combination. Yeah. Yeah, definitely if you can't, uh, you can't have good balance, uh, not just because the feet are painful, but the the nerve feedback mechanism, which is called proprioception, uh, is probably offline or not very, you know, not really working very well. So we, it looks like, uh, like you said, Dr. Jones, we need to enhance the circulation and maybe the chi flow in the area. Yeah, exactly. So, I would, um, I'm thinking about bladder 17. which is an influential point for the blood to enhance blood flow, uh, along with uh, a liver point, like liver three. So the mm-hmm. liver three would dispel stagnation. Bladder 17 would help with the blood flow. And then I'd uh, use a kidney point, like uh, kidney three, uh, for um, regulating the nervous system, because the uh, the brain and the the uh, spinal cord and the whole nervous system is the quote unquote marrow in terms of Asian medicine, which is under the influence or regulation of the kidney chi. So that's why the kidney point. Okay. So so <clears throat> we want um, 
kidney three, liver three, bladder 17. All right, okay. so uh, you could um, these these are bilateral points. You could actually use three three pairs of patches. So um, you could play around with different pairs, like the ones you can start with are um, X thirty nine and X forty nine. With X39 on on left, bladder 17, X49 on the right. Uh, that's hard to reach, though, that point, so you need somebody to help you put it on. Uh-huh. Bladder 17 is at the level of thoracic vertebra 7 on the, on the um, inner bladder line. So if you could... Um, reach behind your back and point your thumb up, it should be in the area of, a, of your inferior angle of your scapula and go over to thin line a little bit and you'll find bladder 17. Okay, and then uh, liver three, liver three and kidney three, uh, you could uh, use a whole set of patches like White on the right, tan on the left for kidney three and also for liver three. And um, if you're trying to save patches, use uh, just one on the left, one on the right. And what I'm talking about is um, either energy enhancer or ice wave or Eon on the right and uh, carnosine on the left. Now, which so one do they patch that, with which? Well, they're, kidney three and liver three are both yin. So I would use um, eon on right kidney three and carnosine on left liver three. Okay. And that's, it's, it's splitting hairs, but that's because um, the liver is further below the kidney point. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So, sorry, you said uh, carnosine on the left liver three, and what was on the right kidney three? Uh, Eon. Eon? Eon, okay. Yeah. Okay, yes. Or you could use, like you said, two sets of energy enhancers or ice wave. Yeah, or two sets of Eon and, and carnosine, or, or SP6 on the left instead of carnosine. SP6 is more negative and and will influence the hormones more than carnosine. So uh, carnosine will help rejuvenate tissue and deal with inflammation that's an antioxidant. SP6 patch will deal more with um, influencing endorphins and other hormones and uh, curb craving. Yeah, because carnosine is more considered kind of repair. I would think they, in this case, probably would want the repair aspect uh, of that. Um, yes, yeah, so yeah, like carnosine. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Dance, what I've used in the past uh, instead of kidney three, uh, just because it's like 
almost almost on the opposite side of liver threes. I've used kidney one on the bottom of the feet. Uh, how do you feel about that instead of kidney three for the t- the feet issue? Sure. Yeah, that would cover more of a, a get the chi flowing more through the foot, uh, especially since kidney one bubbling spring is uh, grounded in yin and the earth, and that's a good way to get chi moving through the foot. So that's a really good point. Yeah, that's that's a good good way to get the kidney channel and also ground in the earth and also address the foot issue. So, and then do you yeah, think patching the foot like that would be would actually help the, the fingers as well? Um, it's possible. Because you're addressing the kidney and the liver issues. Right. Uh, so by kidney issues, I mean the nervous system. And by liver issues, I mean the regulation of the blood flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. I know that's a lot of patches, Sue, um, but I think given the severity of this problem, it may be worthwhile, you know, doing some experiments on it and see see which one works best. So, okay. All right. So I will say that one is answered. That's great. Uh, let me okay. check in if there's any more questions on the page. Nope. Okay. We can go to the phones now. Uh, all right, so also we have some in the chat as well. We know some folks that have had their hand up for quite a while. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, yeah, so we have a number of hands up. Uh, we're going to say your area code, and we'll unmute you, and then just give us your first name and uh, summarize, you know, um, you know, what case you have for yourself or whoever it is you're helping. And um, we do have quite a number of hands up, so you know, try to just be really succinct so we can uh, help as many people as possible today. And then we'll partway through that, uh, we'll get to the chat. Okay, great. So first, area code 574. It's area code 574. Okay, who's that? Um, Sharon Turner. Hey, Sharon. All right, what you got for us? Hey. Hey. Well, I posted this in the chat, but I I probably don't know how to use it right. But my question is, I have tremors in my neck and right hand, and um, it's not affecting my left, and my right hand is only affected. If I just hold it out, it's steady. But if I try to do anything with fine motor skills, like writing or uh, painting, anything like that, it's very shaky. Okay. And it seems to be getting more shaky with time. Okay. So I wonder All if there's right. a patch protocol that might, you know, mm-hmm. help that a little bit. Okay. Got it. And when you say tremors in the neck, what do you mean by tremors in the neck? Well, Your my head, head shakes side to side. Head shakes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Dr. Dennis. And... I had a, a couple more questions, but I'll wait until this one is done. Okay. Okay. So what okay. came to mind when you're talking about your neck and your arm is to use yeah. uh, a protocol that uh, it's real simple. I usually use it for neck pain on, on clients, and uh, that is to use ice wave on 
San Jiao Ten, which is right behind the elbow, in this little uh, depression called the electron uh, electron fossa. Ele- yeah, electron fossa, right? And that that's where the um, the ulnar bone, which is bigger at the elbow, fits into that little divot when you bend your elbow. Yeah. <clears throat> and you straighten your arm, yeah. it fits in there. And you, you bend your elbow, you can feel the depression there. And, and it's at okay. the bottom of the uh, the humerus or the upper arm bone. Okay, so uh, that's yeah. Sanjiao Tem. And I put a white ice wave on the right and a tan ice wave on the left. And that will create a bioelectrical or chi flow that arcs between the right arm and the left arm and goes up through the neck. And that increased biocoherence should calm down your neck tremors. Oh, okay. And the arm as well? I mean the hand, the shaky hand as well? Uh, It would likely, yes, because uh, it's possible your shaking hand is because of a pinched nerve in your neck. So if you're calming that down with this arc, that might lower inflammation at the same time and, and resolve that. But at least it's worth a try. It is worth a try. That would be... Mm-hmm. That would be wonderful if I could, you know, at least um, stop it from being worse. And it'd be great if it would get better. So then you can modify oh. it a bit if you wish. If that that arc is working, then you can put a wide patch on the right um, inst- instead of the white ice wave, or you can stack a wide patch like mm-hmm. a neon. Eon or glutathione on top of the white ice wave patch on the right <clears throat> and still have the tan patch on the left. So that oh, will okay. lower inflammation. Uh, at night, uh, if you put carnosine there or one of the uh, uh, X39 patches on that point, it could arc also and, and uh, the stem cell proliferation can help tissues heal. So okay. you got a lot of possibility with that. So eon or glutathione or X39. So are yeah. you saying um, that I should do both day and night with these? Like do the um, white on the right and tan on the left, you know, on the elbow points, and then in addition do the eon or glutathione at night so I would have something going 24 hours a day is, is am I hearing you right? Yeah, I'd use the uh, rejuvenating patches more at night, like the X39 and the carnitine okay. more at night. Okay. And uh, if you have detoxed from the Eon patch, you could use it during the day. Okay. If, if you're new with the okay. Eon patch, then use it at night. Okay. Okay. Because the detox, and, detox reaction to the eon patch makes you feel lethargic for two oh, weeks. Oh, that's good to know. The, Thank you. The first two weeks of wearing <laughs> eon, you feel tired, and that's a detox reaction, but you get over that, and then after that, you put on the eon 
patch after the first two weeks of detoxing, you have more mental clarity and it works better. Okay. Uh, meaning you've done, okay. you're done detoxing and it works better for mental clarity. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with, <clears throat> excuse me, detox reactions, you know, and getting through those. Right. Sharon, I wanted to uh, add something. Uh, to this as an um, alternative uh, thought is that okay. um, without without actually doing a physical exam on you, I can't be sure, but uh, some of the shaking you talk about um, may be a, a cerebellar issue. So that's like a, the little brain at the back of, like the occiput of, of the back of your head. That's where your cerebellum is. It looks like the brain except it's like a tiny version of it at the back of your neck. So you yeah. can yeah. potentially... That's what I read on Dr. Google. <laughs> I've, oh, I've read Google, about right, that. Right, that, right. So it's possible. Area. Like I said, there are specific things, like, for example, that one of the tests that we do is rapid alternating movement uh, to test for that. Uh, and you can actually look these up on YouTube as well, rapid alternating movement or finger-to-nose test where the doctor actually um, holds the finger in front of you and you touch your nose and touch the doctor's finger as fast as possible. And with people with cerebellar issues, they can't do that. It'll wiggle, 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 and they won't be able to touch the doctor's finger, especially if the doctor's moving their finger. Um, so that's one of the yeah, ways we diagnose okay. cerebellar issues. Uh, it's not that hard. I mean, you can have somebody else do it for you. But you'd have to. It's like we're like trying to show you without pictures here, so it's a little difficult. So what you could do potentially, because we know X39, X49, really, really good for the nervous system in general, uh, and of course yeah. Dr. Dennis talked about the kidney you know, uh, channel being really good for the nervous system and marrow. But if you wanted to specifically target the cerebellum locally, what you could do is just put X39, X49 on either side of your neck as close to the occiput as possible. So almost like into the hairline, there's a point called gallbladder 20. Uh, that's the wind point. Okay. Um, and you can put X39 on the left and X49 on the right and bracket the cerebellar area. Remember to drink enough water. You don't have enough salt on board, of course, like we mentioned before. Um, and then just see. You know, uh, you could try Dr. Dennis's protocol with the triple burner 10 uh, during the day with the ice wave. Uh, you could do um, something similar at night, and then you could you know, alternate days with X39 and X49 in the cerebellar and just see which one feels better to you. Wonderful. Yeah, that would also address the possibility that the basal ganglia are involved. And the, the fine motor output goes through the basal ganglia and through the cerebellum. So the patches Dr. Karen just suggested would also address the basal ganglia. So that that's a good idea. Good. Well, I'd like to do According according to what I was reading, it, it it sounds like that's the area, the basal ganglia area, is the area that I was trying to target. I I've done some you know like chiropractic work and things like that, and um, acupuncture started in acupuncture, but the gentleman was wonderful, but he had to move back to Taiwan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where he came from. yeah, I know. Yeah sad because he really knew what he was doing but okay, um, great. so uh, so the basal the basal ganglia uh, are saturated with dopamine neurons that fine-tune the motor output and that could uh, cut down on the tremors so if you use a nirvana patch that would uh, help regulate the dopamine 
in your basal ganglia. And uh, oh, Nirvana okay. patch on, on Sanjiao, uh, 17 behind the ear, on the, behind the right ear. So I, I'd okay. use... Um, I'd use a Nirvana patch on Sanjiao 17 on the right and um, an SP6 patch on Sanjiao 17 on the left. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, Nirvana on the right and SP... And SP6 patch on the left. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to order a bunch of patches, so this helps me a lot. Awesome. Now, Sherry, can we, can we get to other people and then come back to you, potentially? Because we have a lot of people today. Oh, sure. Actually, the two people that I was wanting to ask a question for are in the queue as well. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. They just we like to hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Okay. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. All right, so we're going to mute Sharon here, and I'm just looking at the different. Okay, so 919 is, uh, is the next person. So area code 919. Hi, who's this? It's Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. What you got for us? Hi, Lorraine. Yes, and I'm one of the people that's in queue. <laughs> my, my issue, I've been delighted to be connected with you, Dr. Khan and Khan, and uh uh, I have uh, used a lot of your protocols. This one that I'm asking for today is really a problem with me. I have bone on bone on my knee, but again, it stems from all my joint issues. Uh, what's the symptom? Uh, it's bone on bone. It's crank. It crackles a lot. I can't even get on my knees to get out of the tub. So it's really a problem with both knees. Okay, so can't get in and out of the tub because of your knees. Uh, bending is difficult, right? Right, and I, I can't okay. stand for any length of time. Pain or instability? Uh, both. Okay. And where do you feel the pain? Um, it's it's right across the – it's actually on the left, left side of the right kneecap. Okay, is on the left side, so that's the inner, so the medial side, yeah. inner side of the right kneecap. Okay, and uh, and what about the left knee? The left knee is starting, and again, it's on the inside of the of the the left. It's in the it's in the inner side of the left kneecap. Okay, now are you able to without weight bearing? Are you able to bend the knee fully? Like if you're just sitting down, can you bring your can you bring your knee yes. in? Like a yes, uh-huh. I'm good with that. okay, okay, and it can bend fully when you're just sitting and not weight bearing. Yeah, and it gets very hot when I walk for any length of time. I can't even do my 30 minute walk anymore. Okay, so are you able to get down on the floor at all? I can get not on really. the floor, okay. but I can't get up. Okay, so I'm, I want you to imagine something. Just keep, bear with me with the questions here. Um, so if you were to hold on to, like, the back of a couch, facing the couch, would you be able to kneel on both either knee on the couch? Like, could it bend on the that couch? whole? Yes. Yeah, for the Without cushioning? Without the floor. Uh-huh, yep, yep. So be able to kneel on the one knee and completely sit down on it with your butt. 
Okay. Uh, not tried that. Let me try it. <laughs> so you're holding to the holding onto the back of the couch, and uh, just you know either kneeling on the couch for both knees or just one, and then uh, then slower lo- slowly lowering your butt down to see how far. It can yeah, go. I I'm, did. I'm trying to. I did. I did. No you problem. You did. Wow. Okay. 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 All right. I, so the reason I'm asking that, Lorraine, is to see if you actually have like an obstruction to full bending. So it doesn't look like you do. Uh, so you can fully bend. You have full flexion in the knee. However, when you are weight bearing, that's when the pain and instability and the problems come. So there's an alignment issue, you know, when you're when you're doing this. Um, so the the bone on bone as well. So that's for po- folks listening in. That's when the uh, cartilage uh, in the knee is um, worn out, and um, then they call it bone on bone because there's cartilage that's lining the the two heads, if you will, of of the bones that articulate with each other, and they're like the cushion, right? The shock absorbers, and if they get worn out, then it can potentially cause pain. Um, and in your case, um, it could be it's chicken and egg. Sometimes the misalignment causes the bones to rub together, if you will, and then the you get the disintegration of the cartilage, uh, as opposed to necessarily the cartilage just you know dissolving on its own, and then you getting the misalignment. So it could be it could be both. It could be both going on. Uh, but that's very interesting that you have that. So Dr. Dennis, I think that. Um, you know, uh, there may be some tight fascia or uh, one of the things that I see a lot of is that the outside of the knee is tight. The inside of the knee bows in to some degree. Um, And, um, I mean, I use block therapy and different things to try to push it back. But, but yeah, this this could be not just a bone issue but a sinew issue. And also uh, genuvalgus, so the knee's uh, going in. Uh, that could be a flat foot issue too. Like right. your arches are falling. Yeah, you must be peaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah we can actually it. see you. So, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg, right? It's it's like you know some yoga teachers will say, well, it's uh, the foot issue, therefore everything falls in. Other people say, well, it's a hip issue, weakness, yada yada. So therefore the fall, the foot falls in, right? So. There's a lot of things to fix here, uh, um, and uh, it's tricky with just patches to realign someone, but we can get you know, rid of the pain uh, and, and help your body create uh, more uh, cartilage uh, through your own stem cells, of course, but you really need to be realigned, and that may require some education yeah. um, and uh, like some therapy. Like, for example, I use block therapy because it's very relaxing, albeit painful, um, to, to restructure the body back to where uh, the right alignment. So you, there's some things for you to learn, Lorraine, around the alignment. All right, block okay. therapy I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I'll put a link in, in, the, um, in, the, uh, in the notes there. Um, so it's something that, you know, I've interviewed um, Deanna Hansen, the creator. She has got a couple of um, books. Uh, on Amazon as well. Deanna Hansen is her name. She's a friend of mine and a wonderful teacher from Canada. Um, and yeah, just the, the realignment is amazing what it can do. Now, it's not overnight because you're literally talking about years of misalignment, that you're unraveling the fascia. 
Um, but she has one yep. specifically for the knee. That's a more advanced class. You'd have to start with the, the beginner class first to, to get your breathing and the diaphragm working for you, uh, and then you can address the peripheral joints after that. I want to tell you that I did do a protocol that you mentioned about pain in the whole body, and I did it for the first time on Saturday night, and it was amazing. I used the two ice wave uh, patches on the bottom of my feet on the liver points, and then I used the uh, glutathione on the below and the belly button, and then I used the carnosine on the neck, and that was magic. No pain at all. Oh, good. good. Okay. Yeah. Except that's there great. are liver points on the bottom of the foot. I'm so, sorry. Uh, he means kidney one. <laughs> yeah, kidney one is what I'm talking about. Because there right. are no liver points. You only use one ice wave. You don't use you only... the white one, right? Yeah, one. Yeah, one on the white on the right one, and and the tan one on the left foot. Okay, and you use glutathione and carnosine above with not a second pair of ice wave, right? That's correct. Okay, okay, so a single yeah, good, ice wave. Good. Okay. Okay, so made two big triangles. So that's Dr. Dennis's uh, protocol is making triangles. Yeah, so that's cool. really awesome. And okay. also, you remember that the patches work up to six inches uh, away from the body and through the body and through anything like clothes, football helmets, wood, uh, casts, plaster casts, up to six inches away. So if you're putting a patch on kidney one, it's going to affect liver three, too, as uh, Dr. Yeah. Karen alluded to earlier. Uh, okay. So there, there's more, there may be more to this than the structural issue. You, you need to address the structural thing first because everything's attached to the foot bone, uh, everything above. But also there's a nutrition component. Uh, people that have an acidic diet often find that they're um, deteriorating their joint tissue and uh, getting more inflammation and arthritis. So I look at that as well as addressing the structural issues. So change your diet to be more acidic, uh, to be less acidic and more alkaline if it's not, as well as addressing the structural things Dr. Karen talked about. Yeah, I have. Ta- I Are you familiar with that? I have changed okay. my diet. Yes. Okay, that's fantastic. Uh, the other thing uh, uh, Dave was talking about is uh, sometimes people don't get enough uh, protein in their diet. So, um, are you vegetarian? Uh, I just uh, turned vegan with my husband, so... uh, Okay, that could uh, be a problem. Yeah. So, what I suggest is you add in something called perfect amino. So, basically, you need the protein to make the ingredients of your joints and the fascia and the muscles and the tendons and things and the bone. And vegans have, like, definitely if you're doing vegan, definitely go see a holistic nutritionist, okay, because you have to, if you're going to be vegan, you're going to be deficient in a number of things, and you want to make sure you're supplementing uh, with those things. Um, And so uh, having a clean vegan diet is better than a crazy, messy North American, standard North American diet, no question, okay, no question. (laughs) So having a clean diet is really, really good. But uh, you run the risk of not having enough protein. Um, my friend, and uh, God love him, my friend's like, oh, there's protein to broccoli. And I'm thinking, wow, 
much. <laughs> right? I'm thinking, where did he hear that from? I have no idea where he heard that from, but I was like, I don't think there is. I'm looking it up going, nope, not really. Um, uh, so Perfect Aminos is a supplement. I, I, I uh, had... Um, I did a podcast with the, the doctor. Uh, long story, his wife had Lyme and blah, 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 and he was helping her. And he became more, let's say, open to alternative things. Uh, he actually actually does patches as well, I, I believe. Uh, he's a friend of his that introduced him. Anyway, so uh, he was taking, giving her all these different supplements to get the perfect amount of the right proportion of essential amino acids together so that her body would assimilate it. And he was spending all this money on all these different supplements, just getting the ratio just right. And then finally he's like, oh, gosh, I'm just going to hire a company to make it for me, right? It's going to be a lot cheaper. So he did that, and he was telling people about it in an article he was invited to write, and then everybody wrote him and said, can you please make it for me? Can you please make it for me, right? So eventually he ended up creating a company, uh, Perfect Aminos, to help with that. Uh, David uses a different um, company for fat, and I don't remember the name of his supplement. But I, I really do like the Perfect Aminos because um, it's assimilated 99% in the body, whereas most protein supplements, uh, like, for example, um, whey protein, egg protein, uh, pea protein, um, you know, things like that, are only in only get in your body about uh, between you know five and twenty percent. So you're kind of wasting most of it. Your body just doesn't use it. Whereas with the perfect amino, because it's perfect proportions of the amino acids, they all get used. So and it's vegan. Okay, and you'll tell so me where to get this. Time. Uh, yeah, there's actually um, write this down: patchtrainingteam.com forward slash supplements. Okay, this is what I actually share with my team, but anybody can use it. It's 15% off there. I've got the, the, the toggle set so that people can get 15% off. So you can get the perfect protein, sorry, perfect amino there. Um, you can also get it at their website, of course. Um, but it is, uh, you know, it's a, a great retail on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, so that would be really good. But you may still need additional supplementation. For example, I would say add X39, X49, right, to support your stem cell production. However, vegans are going to be low in copper and alanine, and you're going to need both of them to make those um, GHK copper peptide and AHK copper peptide. So you would need some. I'm alanine taking, I'm taking copper, copper something. I'm taking a copper supplement right. now. Okay, great, great. So you would just need the alanine. Okay. And I don't remember the dose that David recommended. Do you remember that, uh, Dr. Dennis, or maybe Anna does? She's on the she's on the call too. Uh, I don't remember um, what David said about the dose. Okay. Yeah. So chelated copper uh, is a is a good one. Um, uh, alanine supplement. I don't. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember what the, what the Number, but I think it's in one of his trainings on X39 and X49, definitely for the, the Nova and, you know, those those um, online um, courses that, that the, the conventions that the corporate does, mm-hmm. that he mentions it there as well. So, um, yeah, I'd have to look that and up you know, for you. Do you, know whether, do you know whether ion, ionic copper is okay? Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, liquid that I'm taking. That's what I'm taking. Yeah, now. it may or may not be enough because you need two to four uh, milligrams. Uh, so okay. I don't know how that translates into ionic copper. Okay. Uh, you know, listening so you, again, to him talk, 
listening to him to talk about it. That's why I went and got the copper. So. Um, okay, yes. And do you have a holistic nutritionist you're working with? Um, yes. Okay. Okay, that's really important, just to make sure, you know, the other yeah. things are, yeah. Well, see, it started my, this is the second question. My husband has um, uh, issues with his, uh, one of his organs, and so that's why we decided to go on this particular vegan diet, because it was helping him. So um, uh-huh. uh, that, I'll, that'll be another question for another day, but because uh, it might be too lengthy for, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I think vegan diets uh, can be really helpful uh, initially, especially for the first couple of years to clean up, right, to really clean up the system, uh, detoxify. However, you have to be really, really, really careful with those uh, because of the imbalance of the amino acids and the lack of uh, some of the vitamins uh, that are missing, some of the minerals. Um, long-term can have problems with uh, bone issues, uh, disintegration of the bone, uh, where I've, you know, friends of friends, that are uh, very, you know, spiritual, holistic types that have done vegan for many years, um, usually doesn't um, have the permanent damage until you've been doing it for about, you know, 15 to 20 years. So, um, but, well, I'm, I'm generalizing here. So I would say be careful uh, and just make sure you have blood tests and, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're, you know, there's a test that Dr. Minkoff, uh, the perfect amino guy, um, has that you can take and it'll, it'll actually check how good your essential amino acid levels are in your body. So worthwhile to do the test uh, mm-hmm. before, or during, or after the supplement. He, he he used to say that when he was doing the test, that even before they told him what diet was, he could, te- he could definitely tell who the vegetarians were and the vegans were. And he goes, you're vegetarian, aren't you? And they're like, how'd you know? <laughs> and he goes, I could tell on your test because <laughs> their, their uh, amino acid levels were, were tanked compared to – now, it doesn't mean that the meat eaters were good either, but much better – than the vegans or vegetarians um, doing Well, I just started this a month ago, so I just wanted you to know that at the age of 79, uh, 15 years from now, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so you just, you know, for the first little bit, it's really good to clean up. Like, it's really good to clean up, you know, the, the diet and things like that because uh, sometimes, you know, that's what people need is, is that strictness to not eat crap. Um, but... Uh, but long term, uh, we don't have. To I'm eating green and clean. I'm eating yeah. green and clean, but but yeah. as far as the amount of protein, I I know I definitely am not eating enough protein. Yeah, you need that to build your body. So, um, um, a doctor Doctor Minkoff said that when he went from vegetarian and he added the the perfect protein or you know what he was making uh, to it, he actually gained I think he said 12 pounds. Was it 12 or nine? Oh, I don't I need to gain any weight. No, no more weight on thing. my knee. He built, he had no change in size. Do you know where that went? His bones and muscles got heavier. Oh. Yeah, yeah. His size did not change. But his weight changed because bone is heavy, muscles heavy. Right? So people go, oh, I lost weight, I lost weight. Well, yeah, what kind of weight? <laughs> right? Are you losing, are, if you're losing bone weight and you're losing muscle weight, not so good. So unless you are doing the testing, you don't really know. So just be careful. Okay, we do need to move on, Lorraine, to the next person, but thank you so much for your question. Thank you kindly. I'll put that in the notes. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. You, you don't want to okay. lose muscle because that has the enzymes in it to burn fat. Uh-huh. 
yeah, yeah, it it it, it requires a lot of uh, energy here. Okay, so let me take a look at the times. Okay, so we got one other person on the phone before we go to the chat, and then we'll come back to the phones. So I'm looking for the hands up on people. Let's see. Doo, doo, doo. Okay, so seven six zero. You're next. Seven six zero. Hi. Hey there. Um, Dr. Hey. Karen, do you still do you hi? Do you still offer muscle testing on the show? Uh, I try not to because then everyone's going to ask me for that, and we'll have thousands of people here. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, you That's know, I try to limit it to. Yeah, people on the team that, you know, really desperate and whatever they, you know, have tried already that and they've taken my whole course. So, uh um the the uh patching one on one course and, and in that case, yeah, if we if one of the leaders wants me to be on there, sometimes I'll do that, but we try not to do that on the show because uh, that can go, get out of get out of hand. Uh that being said, but we can take a look at what, what uh the general what's going on and Doctor Dennis and I could maybe recommend some points for you. Sure. So, um, what, what, I'm who are we talking um, to? Kathy? Oh, no, my name's Sharon, also. Another Sharon. Sharon. Another Sharon, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, go ahead. What, what are you doing? Where are you dealing with? You there. So, um, I'm on around day 15 of your brain balancing protocol using the Eon patch. And um, I'm not sure if I can say this, but which patches would be best to address kidney deficiency or, okay, uh, exhaustion? you know, and widespread bone pain, which is both exacerbated by chronic sleep disturbances because um, I've done a lot of research and uh, it's hard to know where to start with, like Alavita, SP6. Okay, so what's your worst symptom? Sorry, I'd what have was that? to say, I, I haven't answered. Um, I'd have to say, God. I, I'll just go with the oldest symptom. It, it is the worst because it can't regenerate is sleep disturbances. But but I'm not sure if I'd want to take something that helps me fall asleep or just something that can just help balance my whole system. Okay, so sleep disturbances number one, and then where would the fatigue be in there? Number two or three? Where would the uh, your so symptom? Ten, I, 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 eight to oh, nine, no, no, no. Sorry, nine. what's an uh, order of importance? So in terms of what symptom is the worst for you, oh. sleep, you said was number one, and what's number two worst symptom? Uh, it would be um, high-frequency urination and uh, copious urination. Okay. And I, I listened to your, your show on that, too. So. Okay. <laughs> so definitely some kidney stuff. Okay. And then fatigue. Yeah, I'm all kidney. And then, yeah, and you were diagnosed with kidney indeficiency by an acupuncturist, or are you one? Yeah. Yeah, it's my kind of my constitution. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good for you for starting the doing the brain balancing protocol. It's a great way to start get that nervous system back in yeah. balance. Yeah, and, and I'm wondering if I should continue with it or if I should do elemental five five element rotation or. It's hard to know where to go. <laughs> you know, probably okay. answer that question. Well, I think you have some foundational things uh, that can be helped with something. So Dr. Dennis can give you some other ideas. Um, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, thank you for the detail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so the most simple thing you should do is um, tonify kidney three with energy enhancer patches. Why on the right hand and the left? 
Yeah, and, and I, I've been hearing the energy answers a lot with the kidney issues. And why, why is that? Like, why is that the best patch for? Well, it does a number of things biochemically. And um, that includes shifting autonomic nervous system from sympathetic to parasympathetic. Yeah. And when you're parasympathetic, you're in more of a relaxed and healing state mm-hmm. instead of a stress state. So it'll cut down on stress hormones. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're having sleep disturbances, that's usually the result of stress. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Another possibility is to use uh, bladder 23, put the energy enhancer patches on bladder 23, wide on the right, 10 on the left. And mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a back shoot point for the kidney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have it on right now. <laughs> yeah, in fact, my kid did like a awesome today. <laughs> so... So are there any other points? Because I know, I know you have to rotate a lot. Uh, and, and I think I remember you hearing, hearing you say, Dr. Dennis, that every other day with kidney issues, you should be focusing on water, water elements. Is that right? Yeah, during a five-element rotation, if you stagger another element and then water and then another element and then water, yeah. uh, that's a good way to focus on water, yes. And, and um and when you say that, do you, are you meaning the point, like a water, the water element point, or are you talking about something else? Yeah, water element being kidney or bladder. Got it. Okay. Both. Point. Like if you're doing a yin-yang pair, you do uh, both a kidney and a bladder point at the same time, that you're doing the water element. Okay. Okay. So like uh, <clears throat> kidney three and... Uh, and uh, bladder 60 at the same time. Kidney 3 and bladder 16? 60, 60. Six, okay, got it. And then So the you'd have thing. a bladder on the um bladder on the um on the right and uh kidney 3 on the left. Okay. So you'd put the white white energy enhancer patch on right bladder 60 and the tan energy enhancer on left kidney three. Uh-huh. And then the next day would be a different point? Yeah, then switch to bladder 23. Got it. Just just bladder 23 the next day? Oh, or if you're doing a yin-yang pair, then the next day would be wood. Right. So you're, you're doing water, on right. on the day we're talking about, which yeah. is kidney three, bladder sixty, and then if you're doing a five element rotation, the next day you're going to do liver, and then you switch back to kidney on the third day. Right. Okay. And which liver points would you recommend for this type of? Oh, liver three and gallbladder forty one. Okay. Yeah, that's actually in our – we've done that a number of times, and we're just going to link it uh, to the article because we're not going to go through the whole five elements today because we've done that a number of times. Sure. So we're going to have right. this link right. it uh, to the um, to the notes. And, uh, okay. Dr. Dennis, I believe we're going to have uh, a repeat 
of that as well because I'm going to be traveling. Um, so okay. we're going to be repeating that show um, instead of next month's show. So Sharon, you may want to, you know, just make a note of that. Uh, so in the yeah. Next, Sharon, I did write those down. So the kidney three, bladder three are really, really strong points for the kidney chi and the kidney yin deficiency and can help, you know, multiple things that you're talking about. And then, of course, there's the five elements rotation that you can do um, if you want to. Um, I would definitely continue the eon brain balance, at least the eon brain balancing protocol. Um, I would definitely add X39 on the front body, conception vessel four or six. That's helping with that energy issue that you talked about. And then um, consider, if you're peeing a lot, consider uh, microclustering your water as well, either with the machine or, or with the Willard water, just so we can make sure it gets inside the cells, make sure you have enough salt, because a lot of people with kidney issues uh, or kidney yin issues uh, also have adrenal issues, right? Um, and the adrenals sure. need enough fat and enough salt. So fat would be like literally like animal fat, like ghee or something like that, and then salt. Yeah, uh, they need that. enough salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, great. And and with the brain balancing, I mean, do I continue to do the Eon patch? Um, yep. Yes. Okay. That's yes, good to know. definitely. Yeah, you don't have to and do all the five points if you found two that were your favorites. You know, yeah. just rotate through those. So continue doing the, the Eon, add in the X39, and then add on, add on the energy enhancer. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right. Good. Yeah, yeah we like to hear. Just what Dr. Perry mentioned makes a nice triangle too, like using um, CV4 to tonify the the kidney yang, or uh-huh. just yang in general while you're uh, doing kidney three. So you've got kidney three and CV4 at the same time. That makes a nice triangle for tonifying kidney chi. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. He caught that. <laughs> yeah, I'll follow it. I was like, yep, make a triangle, make a triangle. Okay, great. Great question, Sharon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. So we muted her here. And um, uh, so Anna has a number of questions here. She's next in the queue. She's in the chat. Um, she was just mentioning um, the kombucha made her flush with internal heat, so she's not really uh, big on it. Um, definitely during the, especially during the summer months in Palm Springs, California, it's super hot there. Um, so she asked about, uh, let's see here. Okay, so she's trying to alleviate pain due to the spine, uh, where the spinal cord uh, goes through uh, that that hole there being kind of stenosed or, or closed, so there may be some radiating pain in the nerves that might be squished uh, that travels in the head and the arms with intermittent numbness fingers or even the entire arm while awakening, and there's a little bit of a instability of the head maybe related to that, so the, the spinal column being a little bit squished. Uh, at, at the cervical level, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it looks like it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you could use uh, what I mentioned earlier with the arcing of the Sanjiao 10 points to arc through the neck to lower inflammation. So uh, you can uh, either use Ice Wave or um, X49 on the right, X39 on the left, Sanjiao 10 points 
And you can also um, put um, uh, YH patches directly over the Ashi points where you think the um, cervical vertebra uh, need help or this, the level of the cervical spine needs help. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's, and that's uh, another triangle, right? So you have the, the yeah, elbow point right. with the ice wave or the X39, X49. So we have the signal there to for the stem cells to enhance. And then if you're putting like an eon or glutathione or carnosine uh, in or around the level of the spine that needs support, that can actually help with decreasing inflammation locally and also the acupuncture points there telling the body, hey, address this area. Um, and that's interestingly enough, that triangle actually has a base above and the apex below. Because <clears throat> the anatomical position in Chinese medicine is with the arms raised. So mm. that makes the uh, elbows above the cervical spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Oh. All right. So that is really, really great. Um, and uh, Anna put in here some doses for the uh, copper, the colonate. Um, let's see. Oh, what David said. Yeah, I was looking for what David said about the beta alanine. The beta alanine. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I can't remember whether it was 100 milligrams or 50 or whatever it was. Um, anyway, I'd have to look it up, uh, and then I'll put that on the on the uh, blog post. But thank you so much uh, for um, looking for that for us. Uh, Angela here is looking uh, for tips on helping two elderly clients. One is low energy and weakness. The other had a stroke and has plenty of energy, but circulation issues, vision issues related to the stroke. The eyes themselves are fine, but you know, vision issues related to the stroke itself. Uh, okay, she also has any protocols relating to hormones. Okay, that's a lot of questions. Let's start with the first one. <laughs> uh, patients, with, uh, clients, right, presenting with low energy and weakness. We kind of addressed some of that today on other people. Okay. Uh, elderly client with low energy and weakness. Uh, what do you think, Chang Ma? We haven't talked about Chang Ma today. Dr. Dennis? Chang uh, Ma. Remind me which point that is. Oh, the 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 the. The Chiang Mai channel. I'm not saying it very well, am I? Oh, um, <laughs> Chiang Mai Daima. So, um, Chiang Mai. For, Chiang Mai. Um, you know, the Chiang channel in the in front of yeah. the spine for low energy and weakness. We talked a lot about kidneys, so I was thinking maybe we could talk about a different protocol. Because, Angela, some of the protocols we talked about already would be really helpful, like the one for Sharon, you know, the kidney indeficiency, sleep fatigue, like everything that. Dr. Dennis said that the kidney three, the bladder 23, the conception vessel four and six, that all applies, but we're just, you know, giving you another alternate here. Yeah, so if you're addressing the Chiang Mai channel, that goes to the uterus or to the prostate men, and uh, you could uh, get more energy out of that by using spleen four in combination with pericardium six. So uh, if you just use Energy Enhancer with the white one on right pericardium 6 and the, the tan one on left spleen 4, that should go a long way to helping that. Or you can 
get fancy and use Eon on the right and SP6 on the left, or X49 on the right and X39 on the left. Okay. And uh, you could also, um, if you're addressing uterus, uh, use um, CV3. Put a YH patch on CV3 on the midline. Okay. Well, I guess she doesn't really have uterus issues that we know of. I was just thinking for kind of like that deep energy support in addition to kidney three or bladder three or bladder twenty-three to use the chong. But right. maybe that's wrong. You know, not to. Because I'm not specifically targeting the reproductive, just just that low energy and weakness. Right. So uh, there's also uh, the double the double eon patching protocols, right, Dr. Janice? Yep. Do you have a favorite double energy enhancer protocols? Um. You know, what do you mean for five element rotation? Uh, no, just. Two sets of eon. Uh, sorry, two sets of energy enhancer patches. One on the lower, one on the upper. Yeah. So, uh, the, if you'd use two sets, you'd still be using spleen four and pericardium six. So you just uh, put the white one on right spleen four and the tan one on left spleen four, and then. Uh, or, well, wait a minute. I'm thinking backwards here. You'd use spleen four. Both points on the bottom have negative patches, so you'd have negative below and then positive patches above. So both pericardium six would be positive. Both spleen four would be negative. Okay, that's or your ter- sky earth paradigm. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you'd you'd uh, you'd have two sets of energy enhancer with the white above the midline because the midline is as far as sky earth paradigm goes, means a horizontal plane through the umbilicus. So above the umbilical horizontal plane, you have sky. Below it, you have earth. You put the tan patches on earth and the yang patches on sky. So both pericardium six would be sky sky in that paradigm and you'd put the positive patches there, the white ones, and the neg- the tan patches, the negative ones, in earth below on spleen four. So okay. then, then you're pulling with that paradigm, you're pulling the chi from sky through the body down into earth and that'll generate more energy. Nice. Okay, great. I'm looking at the time, and I realize we're, we haven't answered all the questions here. Um, hmm, let's see. So we have, um, let's see, 315 and 571 left, I think. Uh, not yet answered. Um, Okay, uh, so Angela, we won't be able to answer your next one, and unfortunately, I have an appointment in 10 minutes, so I, <laughs> so I think we may not okay. be able to do that, but um, I'm just going to quickly, let me just look at the chat there, uh, let's see, yeah, so so Angela, just just about 
the stroke issue, can you look at the micro-training I did on the stroke issue? So patchtrainingteam.com forward slash micro-training. Patch with one of the X's uh, on the brain area that is causing the problem. Okay, so if the person cannot see and their eyes are fine, it is the occiput area of the brain. So if it's the right eye issue, it's the left occiput. If it's the left eye vision issue, it's the right occiput. So you're going to put the patch right over the head, okay, right on the occiput area. So that's just a real quick one. That's using one. scalp acupuncture. Yeah, scalp yeah, exactly, exactly. You may that, need to yeah. use, you know, um, paper tape or, you know, bobby pins or a cap or a headband or something like that, but it is definitely doable. I would definitely put the patch right over the stroked out area. Um, and you could always put, you know, something else that the brain likes, like carnosine or something like that, close to that area when they sleep at night. Right. So they have extra um, extra help there. Uh, okay, so let me just go and see here. Uh, 571, uh, you've been waiting the longest out of everyone. So do you have a question we can answer for you in the span of eight minutes? <laughs> so, real quickly, my name is Debbie, and um, I've been doing patches for a little over a year now. Started with X39, added others in. There's another patch you saw the call. I've been doing things with like five-day opener, three-day opener, Bottom line is from my fatigue, depression, anger, T7 never stays weight, got no hormones, no energy, headaches. Okay, Debbie, um, we your sound really far away. So I don't know if you're using um, I don't know voice phone or something. It's really I, I had hard. you on really speaker. Is this you. better? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so tell yeah, us the, the right. slew of symptoms you wanna do. You wanna patch? You don't have to give us the history. Brain fog, right depression. Um, I mean, without mm-hmm. saying the the diagnosis. Um, that was the diagnosis. T seven. My T seven never it? stays in place. I could leave a have a chiropractor like four times a day, and T seven doesn't stay. Um, uh, I have T7 to force my workouts. I don't think I have any okay. hormones except for stress hormones. Um, muscle aches, depression, I think I said that. I feel like I'm recirculating my toxins, all these things I'm doing, detox things, you know, supplements and patches, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're leaving. Um, okay. I've had headaches since I was in high school, and, again, I've tried a lot of protocols, and I'm just really frustrated, and it's been very expensive to do all this without, like, really no results. Yeah, so normally we'd have you uh, six months is long enough for X39, generally, to have some results. Uh, uh, sometimes people don't feel the difference because something is more important internally that it's trying to, you know, work on. For example, um, we had a team member with, uh, you know, kidney dysfunction, uh, and uh, she didn't feel a difference with X39 except that her kidney test went to normal, you know, over time. Um, we've had other people with, you know, their hormones go back to normal, but they don't really feel it, you know, when their hormones go back to normal. But you obviously uh, need to have some symptom relief on top of whatever the X39 is doing. So do you have enough protein? Do you have enough for hydration? I'm trying to do the water. Your, your discussion about the Kangen, we finally unhooked our Kangen machine. And have you ever heard of the analema rod thing that you kind of stir in water? It's supposed to micronize the uh, the water. Uh, I think I might have heard it. Like, uh, there's many different ways of doing it. So, how much water are you drinking per day? Uh, uh, you know, I'm drinking 64 ounces. Okay. Yep. So that's about minimum what I like to do. And what's your salt levels like? Are you you're not on low salt diet or anything? Are you? 
Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. And then um, uh, what patches do you are you using? I've got energy enhancers on today. It's like I call it the Italian tune-up for my meridians because it's supposed to blow everything out. It's like, when is it going to happen for me? Anyway, I've got energy enhancers on. I've got all the Y-Age patches on, and um, I can tell you where. And I've got an X-39 because I'm afraid not to wear an X-39. Um, I just because just okay, to keep things moving. Okay, and do you ever wear it longer than 12 hours? Rarely. Not, okay, not the uh, X39 or 49. Uh, sometimes these protocols will say wear for 12 to 24 hours, so I've been doing the blowout, you know, with just the energy enhancer and, and YH patches for 24 hours. And, again, nothing. Okay, so have you done my brain balancing protocol or the advanced brain balancing No, protocol? this is my first hookup with you guys, and I'm so glad. So glad oh, okay. for brain balancing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to um, – it, I'll have Dr. Dennis talk in a sec. So uh, based on what you said, that in my patients when I was an acupuncturist, I'm now retired, what I noticed is that the patients that didn't get results is that they had kind of an autonomic nervous system glitch, like it was frozen. And so whatever patches I tried didn't really work that well, even if they were hydrated. That's why I asked about the, the hydration first. Mm-hmm. So once they're hydrated, once you have enough, you know, salt or minerals, which a lot of people have enough, like, you know what I mean, um, unless they're on a low-salt diet, then it's a problem. Then the next thing I go is, you know, uh, when in the office I'd ask, have you had a head injury, you know, that kind of thing. Um, now you've had headaches for a lot of your life, so you never know. You might have hit your head when you were three. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, I know I did. I know I had a concussion when I was two, um, and I don't know if that's still haunting me. I don't know. Uh, it can. Uh, it can. Uh, shockingly, uh, it can. So um, we would say definitely do the Eon brain balancing protocol at night when you sleep for two weeks. And you may even want to do the advanced. Um, so I'll put here in the notes, consider Eon brain balancing protocol. And that's uh, you can get a free download for that at thepatchtrainingteam.com. And uh, I have a little, you know, video that goes with that. And then the advanced one um, is where you do the exact same protocol at night, except for after the two weeks of Eon, you actually do X39. So you don't use it during the day. So X39, right, Dr. Dennis, for two weeks, then X49 for two weeks, and then carnosine for two weeks to really, really work on that brain. Because that's exactly what it sounds like. It's like your nervous system is not online, and therefore everything else you're trying is not working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you clear the neurological blockages with the, the brain protocol, it makes the other patches work better. Awesome. Because, I mean, I'm even doing a deep dive with energy healing and stuff. It's like, is my belief system strong enough? Because this is not the only thing that's, that hasn't worked for me, you know? Is it my belief system and, you know, putting up a big stop sign, nothing's going to work for Deb, you know? Well, the other thing, too, is we want to make sure you have good um, good sleep hygiene and EMF hygiene, right? So, mm-hmm. no, you know, no putting the cell phone near your body, okay? Uh, and to get rid of as much right. electronics as you can when you sleep at night. Definitely do not have cell phones on in, the, in, in your whole house. Ideally, take your uh, Wi-Fi and turn it off when you're sleeping. Because these are pretty severe wow. symptoms for such a long time. You, you, let's not mess around, right? Like, why spend money on patches if, if you're, you know, you're radiating your body and brain day in and day out? It's just not going to help if you, you heal. If you, if you have a smart meter on your house, put a Faraday cage over it. Yeah, yeah. do not have one of them or force them not to work. You know, put one on. They were going to, but I said, get out of here. 
Yep. Good. Good. Okay. Good. So Turn off Wi Fi, yeah. shut off shut off phones. Um uh, let's see what else. Um you know, I I consider I don't have it yet, but because uh, I have some other really fancy um, stuff that I use in in for the house. Um, but literally, some people, some doctors have have said to their patients, "You need to have a separate electrical circuit for your bedroom, and I want everything off in your bedroom. There's no electricity okay. in the bedroom. They literally use a flashlight. They have to go up to go pee because there's no lights or no any electricity." Wow. <laughs> Yep. Okay. I'm not sure I can swing that yep. in the next two weeks, but I certainly want to try the brain balancing protocol. Yeah, definitely, definitely mm-hmm. do that. And you know, like I said, uh, EMF hygiene is really, really important because uh, you know it's going to be uh, much better for your healing if you can deal deal with that. Anything else to add, Doctor Dennis? Um, uh, well, I was initially going to ask if you've had an MRI to well uh, because you said you had a concussion. Early I on believe, yeah, when I was when I was two, and I, I've had some smaller ones since then, but I haven't had an MRI. I don't think I have an MRI when I was two. Okay. But I've had them since. I mean, I had a neurologist check things out when I, I don't want to say the disease, but when I was on my journey with like fatigue and and tit bites. Um, yeah. Um, so that did, was, did they find uh, any? Did they find any scar tissue or obstructions in there? No, that's why I continued on the journey without anything. Yeah, you can't Physically really see that stuff. Yeah. yeah, you can't. The brain balance issue does not show up on an MRI or a CAT scan or anything like that. It's much more subtle than that. So unless someone has a brain bleed, you know, even if your fascia and your dura matter is, like, restricted on one side and not the other, you can't see that on any exam. You really can't. I mean, you literally have to, like, muscle test it and know what you're asking <laughs> to figure that yeah. stuff out. So it's pretty challenging. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to write this down for you, and guys, uh, it's going to be uh, on the blog within the next two days. I do have to look up some stuff so I can link it to the blog, So, and I'm, I'm launching on a Telesummit today, so it's going to be a while before I can do that and then gift it to my um, assistant to uh, publish on the website. I want to thank everyone for listening. In. i got to run. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Dennis, for um, sharing your wisdom with us. And thanks, everyone, for calling in. Until uh, next time, bye for now. You're very welcome. Thank you, Dr. Karen. See you in June. Thank you. All right.